now week nine of the KMS Sports Talk Show podcast. I am Keaton Smith, your host. We are heading into week nine of the NFL season as things are pushing towards the playoffs now. The trade deadline just happened. It was a crazy day all yesterday. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll recap the week eight games. We'll get to the week nine predictions. We recap the uh, all the trade deadline craziness and end off with a little bit of Chiefs talk as we as we tend to do. So we will start here on Thursday Night Football of Week 8. It was the Ravens traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Ravens get it done 27-22. to Buccaneers are, what, 3-5 and five, looking absolutely terrible right now. The offense is bad. The defense is slowly getting worse. It's just not fun football to watch. Not not fun if you're a Bucs fan right now. Nothing really Nothing going for you. Your quarterback is 45 years old. Uh you you guys don't have a run game. It's it's not been it's not been pretty for a Bucks fan, for a Bucks team who had a uh, Super Bowl aspirations, 100%. Broncos and Jaguars, Broncos nearly squeeze it out over the Jags in the early slate of Sunday in London, I believe that game was. Broncos take the W over the Jags. Both teams are just really bad. Uh Broncos defense bailing them out. Again, only giving up 17 points. The Jaguars not really being able to get anything done on the offensive end. Dolphins traveled to the Detroit Lions to take them on and in Michigan. And the Dolphins narrowly win a comeback one, 31-27. Tyreek Hill is looking amazing on the Dolphins right now. Set to break the Calvin Johnson record. Going for over 2,000 yards. He's really been a demon this year. And it shows you that Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill do not need each other. They're both really generational players without each other. Both very good. Uh, Tyreek might even be in the MVP race. And I think Mahomes is leading the MVP race as we speak. So they don't need each other. That, that's, been, that's been proven as of right now. As of right now. Uh, Panthers-Falcons. That was a wild game. DJ Moore with the game-tying touchdown catch. In the final seconds, was able to reel it in and then took off his helmet, and it was a 15-yard penalty. The kick after the, the PAT was 48 yards because of that, their penalty, and he missed it. They went to overtime, and the Falcons get the W. Really a heartbreaker for the Panthers, who should have beat the now division-leading Falcons. Vikings get it done against the Cardinals, 34-26. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the Cardinals... Always have a an early to mid draft pick, and they can never really do anything with it. Same boat for the Commanders. They're, they've just been they haven't been bad enough to like get a top pick and develop them, or good enough to uh, make a playoff push. They're always just right in the middle of the pack, and it's tough. That those type of teams are tough to be fans of. Hundred uh, percent. If I can get it done, though, they move on to six and one. Bears and Cowboys. Bears put up twenty nine points with the Cowboys. Put up damn near 50 points. Win by 20. 49 to 29. Cowboys get it done. Raiders get shut out against the Saints in the Superdome. 24-0. Saints get the job done. I don't... I don't... Uh, Raiders are the, maybe the one of the most inconsistent teams ever. How... How do you nearly beat the Chiefs and then get blown out by the Saints? I don't get it. Anyway... Eagles route the Steelers. Steelers are bad. Eagles are one of the best teams in football. Pats beat the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson looked like blackout drunk Pat Mahomes. And um, 
maybe blackout drunk Pat Mahomes would have been even a little bit bit better than that. Titans beat the Texans in that divisional matchup, seventeen to ten. Titans are uh, traveling to Arrowhead. We'll talk about that later a little bit, but they're five and two now after a slow start. Giants and Seahawks. Seahawks win against the six and one now six and two Giants. Seahawks are looking good, five and three, winning their division. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. They've looked really good. Not something really any of, any of us expected. Commanders and Colts had a really close game until the end. Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin find a way to reel in the W in Indianapolis. Niners and Rams. The Niners route the Rams as they always do. The Rams' offense is bad. The offensive line is worse. The defense is bad. The Niners just... Um, I think that shows you how good the Chiefs are. Niners put the hurt on a team like that after they just got beat by 21 points. And next we'll go to the Packers and Bills. Bills were able, able to get the job done. Josh Allen did not look like that good. He didn't look great. Uh, but they were still the defense was still able to hold the Packers to less than 20 points and get the job done. Speaking of holding teams to less than 20 points, the Bengals had two lucky touchdowns. They were not skilled or I guess for T Higgins they were uh it wasn't lucky, but for Joe Burrow it was two lucky touchdowns. Bengals um they 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 look bad now. I uh, my pick against them may shock you guys a little bit later, but they've looked horrible. Browns route them at home. The, uh, Kevin Stefanski really owns the Bengals. Nothing more to be said about that. No, we will move on to our week nine NFL picks. We are starting off tomorrow night. The Eagles travel to Texas to take on the Houston Texans on Thursday night football. There's no reason to pick the Texans here. Eagles get the job done. No issue, no doubt about it in my mind. Colts and Pats. I'm going with the Patriots in this one. Colts have been lackluster. Nothing really to write home about. Pats didn't look great last week, but uh, I mean, you're still playing against Ellinger. So I'm taking the Pats in, I think a close one, but I'm still taking the Pats. Packers and Lions. Packers have looked terrible as of late. Lines have somehow looked worse. They just sold TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. Uh, I think they're really rebuilding now. So um, I don't think there's any reason to pick the Lions, even though I know the Packers have looked bad. Maybe you're picking an upset. That's that's fine, but I'm still going to go Packers in that one. Next, Chargers and Falcons. The Chargers have a terrible, bad, horrible run defense, and the Falcons run the ball pretty dang well. With that being said, I'm going to go with the Falcons. They're at home. Uh, they're going to play to their strengths, and I think it's really going to hurt the Chargers. And their offense has been pretty good all year. So I'm going to go. I'm going to take Marcus Mariota and the Falcons to get the job done over L.A. this weekend. Bills and Jets in AFC East divisional matchup. Bills and the Jets, will they'll be played in New York. I am still pretty easily going to take the Bills in that one. Bills are a... Uh, a, a damn good team, and the Jets are too inconsistent. It's it's really that simple. Bills, one of the best offenses in the league, the one of the best defenses in the league. Jets are a wild team, talented team, but a wild, inconsistent team. Bills get the job done there. Vikings and Commanders. Vikings are six and one. Commanders are on a three game winning streak. I'm gonna take the Vikings now. They just got T.J. Hawkinson. They have too many weapons for the Commanders. Commanders won't be able to stick with them. Vikings get the W in Washington. Panthers and Bengals. Now, 
I actually talked about this on an earlier show. I was on. I'm taking the the Carolina Panthers. I this is a this is one of my gut feeling picks of this week. I don't know. Panthers are a whole different football team without Jamar Chase. They just got absolutely walloped by a, an okay Browns team at best. They had like no offensive game plan. All it was look it looked like was throw it up to Tyler Boyd and T Higgins and hope they come down with a 50-50 ball. And the other touchdown that they had was a uh, a tip pass that really should have been an interception, and it ended up being a touchdown. They couldn't do anything on defense. They Amari Cooper routed them. Nick Chubb ran all over them. I'm taking the Panthers, P.J. Walker, and D.J. Moore. I think they're going to find ways to to score, make this a high-scoring game, and the Panthers, I think, are able to outrun the, the Bengals in this one and get the job done. Raiders and Jaguars. Raiders, how do you get blown up by the Saints? I'm taking the Jags. I don't even want to look at you. <laughs> Raiders. Jaguars are taking the W at home against the Raiders. Dolphins and Bears. Dolphins just acquired... Bradley Chubb, they just acquired Jeff Wilson. Bears are tanking. I know they just got Chase Claypool, but that won't really... The chemistry there won't be there. I'm taking the Dolphins. There's no reason to take the Bears. Seahawks and Falcons. I'm taking the division leading Seahawks. The Cardinals don't really do anything well. Seahawks score a lot. They have a great... They had a great draft. Geno Smith has looked amazing. What do the Cardinals do well? I don't know. Is it is there... A thing they do well because I haven't seen it, and I'm taking the Seahawks because of that. Rams Bucks. I'm going Bucks simply because Tom Brady just had a divorce. <laughs> uh, it's. I know that seems <laughs> that seems like corny maybe, but um, I'm really waiting for this uh this you know scorched earth Tom Brady to come out, and it, it hasn't yet. I hope it comes out. I, I don't hope it does, but I, I predict it comes out this game if it's going to at all. Rams, uh, they can't block. They don't have that good of an offense. Their defenses look lackluster uh, off of what we expected it to be. Buccaneers, I, I guess they have a better defense, but it's just it's just not what we all predicted. Their offense looked bad. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going Bucks. Titans and Chiefs. Chiefs are 13 point, or 12 and a half point favorites at home. 13 and a half point favorites at home? Oh my goodness, Titans. What's their record? They must be pretty bad, right? Oh, they're 5 and 2. Thir- Chiefs are 13 point favorites against a 5 and 2 team. That is insane. I'm 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 going Chiefs. Uh I don't I don't know how I feel about that spread. I think we can I think we can cover it because Malik Willis is starting. Uh anyway, I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm going to talk about them later. Ravens and Saints. I went Ravens. They just got the job done against the Bucks team. I think the Saints team is slightly worse than that Bucks team. So I'm going to go Ravens get the job done on Monday Night Football in the Superdome against the Saints. And there you have it. That will wrap up the uh, picks for this week. I'm going to go back through them like I always do. Eagles, Pats, Packers, Falcons, Bills, Vikings, Panthers, Jags, Dolphins, Seahawks, Bucks. Chiefs and Ravens will round out the picks for week nine of the NFL season. Up next, we have our last segment of the of the day of of the show. It's usually our last segment. It's going to be our Chiefs segment, and I guess we'll talk a little bit about the trade deadline in this Chiefs segment, as the Chiefs didn't make a trade. 
I uh, I personally really wanted the Chiefs to um, to trade for Josh Allen, but uh, I didn't really see it happening realistically. But I really wanted an extra pass rusher when we have that fifty fifty shot. It feels like to go to the Super Bowl uh, with between us and the Bills, and we didn't end up doing it. Um, I guess it's good now that we have our first round draft pick in next year's upcoming draft, which is uh, held in KC, of course. But um. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not terribly mad at it. I know we made offers. I know we made calls. It didn't didn't end up going through, but that's okay. I think we're still going to be a difficult team to beat in the playoffs, but I do think if we lose in the playoffs, it will be because of our pass rush, which is unfortunate because we haven't made a move on it. So um, we'll see how that works out. I know we have three rookie outside corners now, and I feel like you're asking a lot of them to uh, get really covered shacks, and I know Frank Clark's out these next two weeks. He's got to come back with a vengeance. Uh, George Karloftis has got to start getting home. And we really need that pass rush to step up come December and January because if it doesn't, that will be the reason of our downfall. And there's no other way around that. Uh, we have three rookie outside corners I just mentioned. Uh, Chet McDuffie, I think, is going to be really good. I got to see more out of uh, Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson to be comfortable heading into the playoffs with these guys at corner. It's a... Uh, I guess it's a it's a little bit of a of a of a worry for mine, but I think the main one is pass rush. And of course, uh, I posted my last podcast last Wednesday, and on my drive to Arkansas on Thursday, around I believe noon or one ish, I was stopping to get lunch, and I checked Twitter, and we traded for Kadarius Tony, someone I've really wanted to get uh, for a long time. I wanted him in uh, when he was being drafted. He went in the first round. To the Giants, of course. I really wanted him. I think he's an insane, shifty player. His ACLs like do not exist. We're going to be able to use him in a number of ways. And that probably means the end of the McCole Hardman era after this year, which is pretty sad. I love McCole Hardman. I know he's not the greatest receiver of all time, but I think he's a great person, and I love him. Uh, I've loved him on this team for a little bit. Uh, anyway... Kadarius Tony, it's it's really exciting. Our receiving core is gonna look, I think, even better next year than it has this year if we if we were signed a uh, Juju. And that is very exciting considering how how uh well they've been playing today. And of course we're gonna have Travis Kelsey back next year and all those guys running the helm. It's gonna be really exciting. Kadarius Tony is gonna be uh, an amazing an amazing player for us. I feel a shiftier. A shiftier, uh, lighter, I think just better, McCole Hardman, which is um, kind of a, I guess, I guess a good comparison, but I feel like all skinny fast guys are kind of compared to to uh, one another. Anyway, that's, uh, I don't know if that's going to do it, but, oh, right, we, uh, we play the Titans. I was going to talk about the upcoming game, of course. The Titans are coming to town. They're starting Malik Willis at quarterback. This is a... Uh, this has got to be our chance to uh, to tee off on him. If we're going to tee off on any quarterback, it's going to be Malik Willis. This is his first game he's starting, and he's coming into Arrowhead on Sunday Night Football. That's asking a lot of a rookie quarterback on a five and two team. That's um, yeah, that's a tall task. You gotta you're out. You gotta try and out duel Pat Mahomes. I just don't see that happening on Sunday Night Football in prime time in your first game ever starting in the regular season. It's a, a very tall task. I don't see it happening. I don't know. I, I know the rest of the Titans team is not terrible. 
uh, I feel like 13-point underdogs is uh, probably about right. I feel like we can outscore them by two touchdowns, um, maybe get like a like a 30-something to, to single digits type game. That would really be um, – a good, a good, uh, a good game. I feel we can, we can do that to this Titans team. The Bills did that. They beat them like forty to seven earlier in the year. I feel like we can, we can uh, sort of replicate that and really just expose them. If we stop Derrick Henry, it's all over. Even if we don't, I feel like we still have a really good shot to win. Just because I don't think they can keep up. Um, they're gonna rise, rely so heavily on that run game. Malik Willis is starting. No Traylon Burks. It's um. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for for Malik Willis. I certainly feel bad for him. That's a that's a tough a tough task as your first game. But I feel really confident. Uh, this is our our chance for McDuffie to showcase what he's all about. Uh, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are gonna be able to fill the gaps because uh, we struggle more against shiftier running backs. And Derek Henry, as we know, is not all that shifty. He's a big, powerful guy. I feel like Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Leo Chanel. It's gonna be the game for uh. This could be the Leo Chanel come out game he could really have a great game against this run offense he we all know he's a run stopping linebacker and our defensive line hasn't been great against the run so this is our chance to his chance to show what he's all about which is really nice to say as he was our third round draft pick a great pick in the draft and i or i think he's going to be a great pick in the draft and i i expect him to do good things in in the coming years and um yeah i think uh we're just going to keep getting younger this chiefs team is just going to keep getting younger we're going to uh, probably replace Michael Hardman with Kadarius Tony, maybe another guy in the draft. We could go a number of ways in the first round in this draft, so it's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, as of as of that, there weren't too many league-altering trades this year. I mean, there were some pretty big ones. Bradley Chubb going to Miami, TJ Hawkinson going to the Vikings. Not uh, not anything league-shattering. Not, nothing crazy. I mean, there were some solid ones. I really wanted Josh Allen. I think that would have really boosted our, our Super Bowl odds even more. But it's it's certainly okay. If, if um, George Karloftis develops, we're going to be just fine. So on that note, I think that's going to end off the Week 9 KMS, KMS Sports Talk Show podcast. I'm Keaton Smith, your host. And I will see you guys next week for week 10 after the Sunday Night Football game against the Titans. I will be back here on next Wednesday. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back. See you.